Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. It's Friday Live. Okay, I gotta say something about it. <laughs> yeah, we, got a different we didn't set. get very far, did we? No, we didn't get very far at all, but we've got a different set. We've got a guest with us today, and because of <laughs> the way my cameras work, to get the whole thing in, Jim's a little bit further back than we are, and so he looks like a hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're closer. You can't really tell, but we're closer to the camera than than he is, and it's and we have different chairs. And he's it's in the screen. He looks like a little people. Um, we'll have to remember this whenever we go fishing, and you're taking pictures, right? Yeah, angle yeah, and angle. Dip, dip. But uh, as always, uh, welcome back to the show. I guess it's a show. Uh, we do have a guest. We got Bruce Lawrence with us today, and hey I didn't think Tim was going to be able to be here today. And uh, he surprised us and was able to be here, so we're going to have a roundtable discussion. Um, but before we even get into what we're talking about today, um, Bruce, how, how do we know each other? You know, that's, that's funny. I was thinking about that the other day. Is uh, I've known you since you were probably six, seven. You're a little seven. bitty I'm guy. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. brother, you've had to endure this a lot longer than I have. <laughs> I've... And, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we've known each other a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, we've, uh, we did, uh, kind of this, this part of my journey kind of started at the bird. It did. Yeah. We were doing a little bit of a home church study group. And the bird stands for Bible reading group. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, you know, we, we did that for six, eight months, a year or something like it was that. A little over a year. Yeah. It was, it was good. It was, uh, but that started us down this journey. I was in a, a point of seeking the Lord and trying to learn, and and uh, that uh, was a, a big part of kind of bringing us even closer together. Right. Yeah. Well, I just remember in those days, I knew that you were a believer, right? But you were really cynical. Mm-hmm. Not cynical, skeptical. Mm-hmm. 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 Maybe cynical too. I don't know. But, right. Right. But, right. But definitely. Um, at least just questioning, like. Because you wanted to... Everything. You're questioning everything. Yeah. And, you know, part of my mm-hmm. own walk with the Lord, and, and I know you've, you've shared this some too, Tim, is, is if you ever find one piece of the chain that doesn't fit, well, then you start questioning every link. Right. You know, and right. you kind of got to start, and that's kind of where we were. And, uh, the interesting thing about that was that was an environment that it was safe. Yeah. And I know that's modern thing. It's yeah. a safe environment, but... Yeah. But it really was. It yeah. was nobody was getting ridiculed. It was four families. Mm-hmm. Josh and Shauna were in there mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, but uh, that was a good time. Yeah, that was it was a that was actually my very first experience of doing any kind of small group. Right. Yeah. Because nobody was doing it back in the day. Yeah. We were we were on the razor's edge of it. Yes. Yeah. As usual. As usual. As usual. Right. Right. As usual. <laughs> well, uh, we're we're going to talk about today is uh, something that's catching a lot of. It's actually been around a long time, right? Um, but uh, we're going to talk about it. And the interesting thing is, is we don't all see eye to eye on it. So um, we're just going to jump in, and it's and it's the seven mountain mandate. Um, there's a lot of been a lot of it's been around for a while. Hello, Miss Miss Muter. Um, good to have you with us. Oh, before I forget, if you're out there watching, be sure to comment uh, on the Facebook links. Let us know you're watching. It helps with their silly algorithms, and. Uh, some people actually will see it, you know, whatever. But uh, do that for us if you don't mind. We're going to talk about the seven mountain mandates and uh, whether or not they're a good idea or whatever. So 
Go get your Bible, get you something to write with, something to write on, a good cup of coffee, and we'll be right back. Okay, well, if you're like about half of the people in the world, um, and it's weird because it's certain circles I go in, everybody, I've mentioned, I've talked about this with a couple of people. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's great. And then I've talked to a couple of people, they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, I'm a podcast listener as well, and uh, I've been hearing lots of talk about this thing. And I see elements of it in the culture. And, and so, and long story short, let me just explain, if you're not familiar with what the Seven Mountain Mandate is, um, it's this idea that there that in the scriptures a mountain represents influence or a kingdom or you know some, a domain um, and uh, that the, the the thing good morning Brack glad to have you with us Brack Bivens over at Crossbrands watching um, and the idea is is that uh, each of these domains and I'll I'll read them off in a second but here's what caught my eye and we want to kind of throw it out there. It says in, in, in 1975, this founder of YWAM, who is Lauren Cunningham, I don't know if you're familiar with YWAM or not, um, along with uh, 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 it Bill Bright, I think, also was involved in it, um, had this strategy to basically Matthew 28, building disciples. And here was the statement that caught my eye, and we're going to kind of chat about it. Here's, this is, they concluded that in order to truly transform any nation with the gospel of Jesus, we must reach out to seven different spheres of society. And the idea is that if we're going to advance the kingdom, advance the gospel, then we have to do these this strategy or we're not going to make it. I'll read off the deals and then we'll just start chatting. Um, there's seven domains, religion, family, education, government, uh, media, arts and entertainment, and business. And then now some people are saying there's an eighth mountain and that's the kingdom of God and somehow try to redeem some of this stuff. But hello, Allison. Glad to have you with us today. Everybody wave at Allison. Hello, Allison. Did you wave? I did. Okay. He did. All I, right. did I did parade wave. So, so here's my deal. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever watch our show or you listen to our podcast, you'll know that it's just us talking. Right. Um, Bruce and I have known each other a long time. Tim and I have known each other for 25 years, 27 years. You were 19, I guess, is when I so, first met you. Yeah, but whatever yeah. it is, you started at Van Tones when we really... That's right. So, uh, And we've disagreed over some things before. Uh, sort of. Um, Mostly early on. Yeah, Tim, Tim's one of those rare guys, as is Bruce, that's got a I say it's rare. I don't really care that much, but it's got an open door to to get up in my chili. Um, <laughs> but when I'm reading this, and and Bruce and I have over the years have just had different ideas on things. We, you should you should see us fight over uh, leadership style and whether or not that uh, even matters and stuff like that. And, and we we've had some pretty heated arguments about not arguments. Right. Well, would you yeah. consider an argument? Oh, yeah. Why would you consider an argument? I would consider it an argument because I think America's kind of lost track of what an argument is. You know, they think mm -hmm. if there's conflict and you're trying to work something out and you're having an argument that they take it straight to, oh, they're having a fight. 
Well, not. It's an argument. I don't think there's anything wrong with an argument. So does that work with your wife? I mean, when you tell her we're not really having an argument, we're just having a discussion? <laughs> I'm going to plead the fifth. That's what it looks like when you backpedal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Crawl dead. Here, here's, here, here's kind of where I came down on this whole deal. Is Tim and I's whole point in ministry, and we do this podcast, is to try to help people have kingdom vision. Mm-hmm. Um, Ecclesiastes 3 says the eternity is in place in the heart of man, and, and we constantly talk about everything we talk about comes back to what is the Father look, looking for. I, I see things like this, and, and, I, and I, I bristle about uh, statements like, in order to transform a nation. I mean, is that our goal? To transform a nation? Is that what we're in this for? Well, I mean, if, if we're not, if that's not part of our goal and part of our vision, right, then we don't have a, a, a base or a foundational place to come from, I think. What, mm-hmm. what do you mean? Like, you can't, like, if you don't, how, so how would you, how would you then advance the kingdom and say uh, Russia or China? They don't have a government. Right, right. But if they did have a government that was set out before them, right, whereas they had freedom, would it not be easier? Would it not be more proficient? Um, Maybe. You know, if, if, if we're spending our time just worried about survival, right, do we ever get to go to those next levels? And in situations like in, in Russia and some of these places, right? They're just they're just living basically for survival, right? Yeah. So why 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 would we not want a place for our children to live and not have to worry about just basic survival? And if that's a foundationally built on godly principles, right. then I, I don't see where it why you wouldn't want to have that. I, how do you feel about the idea that it's a mandate? Like, to me, a mandate, and that's what they call them. It's a seven-mount mandate. It's got to be done. If it doesn't happen, we're not, this thing's off the rails. And, I mean, is, is that right? I think it's very important. Why? Because, like I just said, if, if, you're, if you're not reaching, uh, let's say, um, we just talked about government just a little bit. Uh, let's say media, yeah, right? Let's, let's go to me. That's one of them. It's media. We can talk about media. Okay. So if we're not foundationally reaching out into the world of media, if that is not one of our foundational pieces, right, how will we ever be able to turn or influence that mountain? And if we don't turn or influence that mountain, then how many more people are being negatively affected by what they're putting out? So you see it as a protection against as well as an advancement of. Right. Almost a protection against even more, right? Instead of being over here, and saying, 
okay, I'm going to protect me and mine, right? In my mind, I'm saying, uh, why not advance on the enemy? Okay. Right? Why not, why not advance on it? Why not take his hill? So, mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll be, be straight up and honest with the, the problem that I have looking into stuff like this. And it's not just this. I mean, I find it in, I find it in church culture all the stinking time. Um, churches feel like, man, I'll pick on, on you a little bit. If we don't get our leadership strategy right, if we don't go listen to Craig Rochelle's podcast, or whoever, mm-hmm. can I name drop on here? I think I can. Yeah. It's our podcast, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, if you're not listening to a leadership podcast, <laughs> then, then you, you know, it is true. Then you can't, then you can't be an effective leader. Right. You know, and if you don't have effective leaders in the church, then you're not going to be able to advance the kingdom. You know, and there's all these roadblocks. If you don't do this worldly thing, mm-hmm. then the kingdom's not going to be advanced and it's not going to work. Right. I mean, is right. that even a fair assessment for me to make? But that's that's how I see it. I just, I mean, I, it's a dichotomy, a false dichotomy. Like, uh, if you don't get this right, everything's going to fail. Right. And and I'm having trouble seeing that in scripture. I, I, my question would be: Is where in scripture do we see anybody trying to take back any of these domains? Hmm. Can you think of any? Uh, I'll, I'll name them again. For the purpose of doing it. Religion, family, education, government, media, arts and entertainment, <laughs> and business. See, I have no dialogue on because I knew you were going to ask that specifically, <laughs> right? What about Moses? Talk to me. What about Moses? He is he is a, an agent from God, right? He is living in an area that uh, is under a uh, an evil regime, right? And they that was an absolute conflict or power. You're talking about in Egypt. Yes, okay. I'm talking about, about while he lived there or when he came back. I'm talking when he came back. Okay. When he came back, okay. the the when the whole Exodus situation, mm-hmm. right? That is that is an absolute. Uh, I don't know how you say influence the government, but it was an absolute conflict with the government of the time. Okay. Right. Okay. Would you consider David's opposition to Saul as that? Hmm. David's opposition to Saul. I would not. Why? Hmm? Because he didn't go take the hill. Right. Okay. That, I think that's fair. Maybe that's and maybe that's what what bothers me about this is the see the hill take the hill kind of an approach right. that people seem to have. Right. It's like I go ahead. Well, in your analogy, so speaking to everybody out here, this this in TV you, land, yeah. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Just in an attempt to give it a little more context and what it is. Uh. If you spend a lot of time reading about, you know, the Baptist religion, if you're a Baptist, you know, our church is a Baptist church, so to speak. Uh, now, I'm speaking from a long time of being in church, okay? I'm a Baptist. I was raised in the Baptist church. I was grown in the Baptist church. I was saved in a Baptist church. The Baptist didn't save me. Don't that don't misunderstand what I just said. Right. Um, 
and I am not a Baptist man. I don't go around, you know, saying if you ain't right. a Baptist, you ain't a real Christian. Uh, and you could lay like, what? Company man. Yeah, I'm not a company man in that regard, but I'm not against it. Uh, but with that said, you know, a Methodist could say the same thing or, you know, plug in whatever you want. And so uh, men being men, and I, I hate to boil this down, boys, but this is what right. it looks like. This Come is on. an argument of men being men. Right. Uh, we're always looking for a way to do, really show God how to do the work. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, this, this seven mountain, uh, mandate, that's kind of a big deal, right? right. Somebody a lot smarter than we are. And I mean that in a good way, I take umbrage. uh, <laughs> has, uh, uh, I would too, but I don't know, is it like Oreos or what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what umbrage is. Yeah, so somebody said, you know what? To affect the kingdom of God, it was probably well-intentioned. They're going, we need to make sure that the education system, that we are in there. We may not be winning it, but we need to be in there. Right. Religion, same thing. So all these seven things that they have here, they're saying that we need to spend, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but this is just how I see it. Somebody has said, as we need to make a focused effort to be involved in each one of these things, or the kingdom won't come to fruition as well as it could have. Right. And uh, there was a time where I would have probably agreed to a lot of this. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with being involved in any of it. Right, right. But to tell people or put, and that's what this does as you read it, it starts saying that that's take your focus and move it over into one of these things or some right. of these things. And I guess the reason I'm bringing all this up is, is that uh, if I had to spend all my time pursuing the Baptist world, uh, the religion of the Baptist world, when I, was yeah. start, when I started this conversation for the TV land right. folks out there, right. there's a lot of politics in the Baptist world in the Southern Baptist convention. Yeah. And that's just the Southern, right. that's just right. the Southern Baptist convention. Yeah. That's not talking about all the wings of different Baptists right, that are right, out there. And they right. all have their own little, if you go to school or work or whatever it is, and the politics are all involved in that, and yeah. people, you can go, and, man, these people are eat up with this way more than I yeah. am. That's the politics stuff that I'm talking about. And frankly, that's what I see this as. <laughs> right. And what it does is it distracts you from what it is the Lord's leading to you. I want to go out on a limb here. Okay. Um because I love you, Bruce. Mm -hmm. right. um, it, it feels Remember, like... Remember, he is bigger than you are, so be careful. <laughs> how you... And I'm in the middle, his so knees... I don't want anything flying <laughs> over me here. His, his knees are as bad as mine. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I we, we, we follow each other on Facebook. We're in some text message groups mm -hmm. together. Right. Um, do you ever feel like you spend too much of your time focused on political stuff? Um... No, because I, I I feel like it's it's important, right? Okay. It's important that we're able to touch that realm, right? And and if we're not, who's going to? I guess that's my my, my secondary question there. And I don't really disagree with him. I feel like the Lord's well, leading. You had an opinion. <laughs> okay, never mind. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I am the opinion. Go ahead. So you don't disagree with him. <laughs> No, I'm talking about not overall. I'm saying if the Lord is leading you to be in that environment, run with it. I heard, I heard uh, 
I'm not going to name drop because I don't know how people would take it just as a protection measure. Mm-hmm. But I knew I, I knew a guy that was, or at one time, he was he was a big political guy. If I said his name, a lot of mm-hmm. people would know who he is. Uh, he's a mentor to me, uh, right. uh, spiritually and all those kind of things. <clears throat> and one time he made a statement. He was pursuing some kind of political office. And even back then, I thought, you know, I just shake my head at that stuff. Uh, and I'm not, you know, I don't say that saying that's the way you should think, too. Right, right. So right. I don't mean it like that. But he said, uh, you know, this is a calling. Mm. And it made me, I had to stew over that for days because right. I had my opinion of what it is, you right. know, and my opinion is, wasn't very good on that. But I kept thinking, if this guy's saying that, and any man can be blind, but I have a lot of opinion. You know, I have a I have a high regard mm. for this guy. Right. And so I started looking at some things different. Uh, so for these specific issues, you know, if you're in the education system, and I think the, I think you are to a certain degree in that. Uh, and when you brought up Moses, mm. Moses came back and he was involved in that, but he came back as a very reluctant prophet. That's true. He right. did that because that's where God told him to go and do yes, it. Sir. He right. was not interested in going back. Mm, so I, th- I think that's okay. I think that takes it to the next level, though, for for what I was trying to say. Okay, so so it was God's design that he come back, whether Moses wanted to or not. Okay. It was yeah. God's design that he be uh, in an antithesis for that government, right? So well, I, I don't even. I don't know if design would, uh, but it was certainly his his Direction. command at the time yeah yeah i want you to go back to egypt and and you know what we look at that and we think moses wrestled with this i don't think it was really a request right no yeah. <laughs> right exactly and, and i guess i guess in to in the defense of the at least the the heart of the matter is paul was proclaimed david's been teaching on this he was going to rome and acts mm-hmm. oh yeah mm-hmm. he was going to rome i don't to the point that he was like, yeah, none of us are going to die on the shipwreck. Right. Because he knew that he was going to Rome. Now, the flip side of that is Abraham knew he believed God's counted him as righteousness, but he didn't think it was coming fast enough, so he got Hagar. Right. You know, yeah. and he's like, oh, oh, yeah. I'm going to oh, help yeah. you out. Here's the okay. mandate yeah. to help you out. Yeah. Um, I guess before I shift gears to wrapping up, uh, I would ask you a question. Okay. How do you feel about people that you love in the Lord that refuse to get into the political arena or the mandate Mm -hmm. or the cultural arena. Right. Um, Everyone has their, their, their varying levels of engagement, I think. Right. Uh, I would like for people to be more active, but I get it. Not everybody is. Okay. But I want to, I want to, you said something just then that made my brain go, but okay. okay. So, so why was Paul going to Rome? To witness to the emperor, right? By God's so, edict, <laughs> right? We're, so we're back to okay. So it, it mattered to God that that emperor heard the word, right? Okay. So, and I would say it mattered to God that Paul went to go do it, right? Just because it was his calling, don't mean it. Has to be everybody's call. Well, and they right. all didn't go. Right. To be right. fair, they all didn't go. Right, right, that right. Was just the same way that they all didn't go to the Gentiles. They all didn't go to the Jews in the right. early days. They all kind of mm-hmm. had their spots, and in the early days, there were 
fields of influence. Uh, I'll give you that. Right. Um, we're 30 minutes in, and here's I'll, I'll let y'all kind of in on a little something. Right. Um, we tried to come up with a topic today uh, on purpose that we probably had some different leanings on. Right. Um, but really, we wanted to, I wanted to end up today with an even bigger topic. Right. Um, as I was researching this, because it came up in something, I just kind of started digging, I noticed something. Um, that usually on topics like this, and maybe specifically, mm-hmm. whether it's abortion or nationalism or whatever, fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. Um, even in the Southern Baptist Convention stuff with the, <clears throat> uh, the abortion, fill in the blank. Almost always, um, we seem to have an aversion as the church, as the body of Christ, um, to be it in the middle. What I found when I was researching this was all of these articles about if you if you follow this you're a heathen, right? Or if you don't follow this, right? You don't really want the kingdom to. Yeah, be you there. don't really care right. about the kingdom. Right. You don't care about right. the kingdom, right? And it's important to all of us. I mean, I know mm-hmm. Bruce and I've had this conversation a bunch. Tim and I have too, in a different context because we we walk daily so close together. But I don't agree with. The premise behind this this mandate, right? But we can have conversations about it mm-hmm. and disagree, mm-hmm. right? Um, and as we were kind of talking, we were texting back and forth, you know, about what we we're going to talk about. And I was like, I think you came up with the ideas of, you know, what what can we talk about that we can wrangle over, right? And right. we probably could have gone with something a little bit more controversial. The problem we found is is we agree on a lot of stuff. Right. So we're, right. we kind of have to pretend. Or respect the view. Or we respect the view. And I think that, right. that's the thing. <clears throat> right. Um, and really, I guess, to me, today's podcast is not about so much the seven mandates or whether or not they're goofy. And I think that the premise, be, I will say, I think the premise that if we don't do them all, the kingdom won't advance is not a kingdom view. Right. That's not a... That's not kingdom vision. Right. That's the, limiting God and what he can do. Absolutely. I also believe, I love, I love what you said, though, yeah. on that particular topic, that God does call some people into that. And absolutely. I'm thankful for them. Absolutely. I am thankful that Roe versus Wade was reversed. Absolutely. Um, and it didn't outlaw abortion. It just put the decision back into the states. And and I'm thankful to live in a state that, as of I, right now, absolutely. we're working towards ending that. Yeah. Um, and I... One of these days, we probably could talk about that topic because I am very passionate. I, I think it is it is murder. I think there are children. I don't, you know, the the conversation is not for me. That's a different day. I can't I can't get into this. Yeah, yeah. Um, but here's the deal: we want to encourage the church, the body of Christ, to have hard talks. Yeah. How, how many weeks go by? You, I'll throw the question to both of you. That you have to have a difficult conversation with somebody about something that you all disagree on. Mm. Well, I'm not a very A-type personality, even though I may come across that way. So, I ignore a lot of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just don't want to cause the conflict because I'm afraid I'm going to... And it's sometimes it's a right way to do it, and sometimes it's not, because sometimes it's better just to drag it out onto the table mm-hmm. and let it do what it's gonna do. 
Uh, and even if I have the wisdom to see that that's what to do, I people are so easy to get crushed. Well, I you know I'm going to back up on that. It looks like people are so much easier to get crushed these days, but I would tell you from looking back and studying history, people have always been that way. Right. They just right. had a because life may be hard and other things and all that, you were a little tougher and you could work right. it out better. Right. So you didn't take everything, you know, yeah. on your sleeve. Uh, and nowadays we don't have a tough life by any measure whatsoever. So it's easier to get offended and walk around with that. It's almost like you need a purpose to, yeah, yeah, to deal with. Yeah. But that's the, I don't know, part of that's the fall of man, I think. But the one of, what I wanted to, to add into what you were saying in there is here's where Satan gets in the middle of everything. Mm -hmm. There's three brothers sitting right here. Yeah. And I think we could sit and talk about, even if it went completely against it, but where we mess up is, is when we're so focused on whatever, even if it is the calling mm -hmm. and somebody comes in and says something against mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. you write them off and you're like, you might not right. tell them that, but you'll, they're right. the enemy. Right. And uh, now you've got a piece of division that has started up. Mm -hmm. You say, well, how do I not do that? Well, you're not going to not do that. <laughs> right. Right. And you've got to have vision. You got to have some wisdom and stuff to be able to right. deal with that. And that, that's the Lord working, I think. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, through our conversation, we were, we were kind of purposely trying to pick a side or two here and there. And uh, like you said, for the most part, I'm, I'm pretty, we're pretty balanced on a lot of those views, right? Uh, for me, uh, the, the, the government, the political thing, right, is I have, I think there are parts and pieces of what we do that, like you said, we're absolutely called to be an influence on the government. Absolutely, right? Uh, the, the the word that the Lord has given me over the last few months, we were talking about earlier, he's given me two words. And the one is value, and the other one is balance. And so it can be a good thing to influence your government. It can be a good thing to sure. influence arts and entertainment. But if that influence over government becomes your idol, yeah, now you've taken it too far. Yeah. Right. Even really good things can become idols. Absolutely. And uh, I, I'm in, I'm in a couple of men's groups that I absolutely love, and uh, you know, three guys get together and or, and we think we all feel the same way about something, and we can say, okay, well, this I can't believe those darn Democrats did this, right? <laughs> well, you know what? Which side are you on? <laughs> but here's here's the deal. <laughs> You start expanding your groups and you start purposely being inclusive to other folks that are from different cultures and different backgrounds, yeah. right? You, you got to start going, okay, what is more important? Is my uh, political affiliation and what I'm trying to do politically, even though I'm doing it for the Lord, is it more important than the relationship with this brother in which... Yeah we could yeah. actually be doing some kingdom stuff. Right. You know? Well, I think for me, that's the whole division is the tool of Satan in the church. That's probably, th everybody's like so freaked out about, well, we were talking about, in our community, just in case you're not aware, five miles from here, I mean, the Wicca and, you know, witchcraft and things like that have, have, have taken a real serious foothold. 
But I grew up knowing that Athens had a big you know, right. foothold. It's just kind of like, oh, yeah. Right. Um, and people freak out about that a little bit. And not that you shouldn't be aware. Um, but we see how to deal with that in Scripture. Mm-hmm. They don't have authority. Um, and I don't know how much of a threat that is. Threat. I use those air quotes, you know, as much as the vision. Um, because I've never met anybody within the body that was like, yeah, I'm kind of thinking about moving over into witchcraft and, and see that really take loose in the church. Right. right. What you do see is, well, I can't go to church with them anymore because they're a Democrat or they're not plugged yeah. in enough to politics or they're in the, well, right. that can help you if you're in the media industry. Right. You know, right. And, and, then, and you know, you, you earlier in this conversation, you said something. I was like, oh, that's one of those statements we were looking for it earlier. I can't find it's absolute statements, right? Yeah. yeah. And you do it in such a way that it's like, okay, if you don't believe in uh, gun control, then you are this. So you're taking your one finite view and you're putting it over here, right? And everything else means uh, you don't love our freedom, right? Right. Or you don't love God. Or you don't, right, exactly. You know. and, and, and those kinds of statements without conversation, uh, we're getting pretty good at. You know, we, we see it on uh, all kinds of uh, media outlets and all conversations. Uh, you can't hardly turn into a podcast or something and not see those kinds of statements. Always, right. never. Well, and I don't think those are accidental. I think a lot of it's done oh, because they, that's how, in media anyway, it's how a lot of them make their living. They want yeah. things yeah. swirling yeah. around, even if they make it that way. Well, then it gets into the church. It gets into oh, yeah, it gets into the body, you know. And I, I grew up in a world, I mean, I grew up in a super conservative world. And, and here, the weird thing was, is, is like, my mom and dad are not this way. Never have been. Some of the people I listened to because their names got dropped mm-hmm. in the culture I grew mm-hmm. up in, you know, I think they really did believe that our persuasion of Baptists were the only ones going to heaven. They would argue with you mm-hmm. if you confronted them, but they practiced it that way. Right. And I think they really believed that. I, I remember a pastor talk, would refer to our Church of Christ brethren. He would call them our candlelight brethren. And I did, it took me a long time to even figure out what that was, you know, about candles, <laughs> right. you know, stories. And I was like, it took me a long time to figure that out, but at least he called them brethren, you know. Right. But it, it put that in my, you know, and then you, you want to talk about the Pentecostals, you know, they're right. all crazy, you know, and, and whatever. Fill in your flavor. But even within conservative like-minded churches you know things will come up that you're not going to agree on mm-hmm. and our culture says if everybody doesn't agree with me i just need to go find the right group of people that does right and right. so i'll go find a new church i think and i know like the southern Baptists have this church planting initiatives and they're planting churches all the time whatever that's fine that's great i'm not poo-pooing that at the same time we have so many backdoor outs Mm-hmm. that we could just show up somewhere our system doesn't yield itself to right. force us to face difficult things mm-hmm. um like if i get into it with my wife i guess ultimately i could walk away from the marriage i mean mm-hmm. it's pretty easy these days but without going through legal this and legal that and paperwork and court filings i'm gonna i have to confront whatever right. tension might be there right. if we could bring that sort of uh commitment into the body of christ yeah that when we have conflict, conflict is not bad. Yeah. yeah. Conflict is actually extremely healthy. Yeah. When it's done with love and yep. around relationships. You don't go, that doesn't mean you go looking, looking for, for conflict. conflict. Right, right. Yeah. Right. But, it, you know, it, it's what you're saying. If, if we could get focused on kingdom, yes. right? 
and whether you call it Pentecostal church, Baptist church, whatever you call it, if we could forget what the first name is and just worry about that last name, church, right? And we know that there are some essentials, right? The deity of Christ, the, you know, the Trinity, and Jesus is the only way, right? There are some essentials. Yeah. And if we could just for once go, you know what? We believe in those essentials. This other stuff, yeah. I may change my mind on 10 years from now. Yeah. Right? I may change it for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I can tell you that some of the things that 15 years ago that I mean I held to tightly as Absolutely. requirements, not not necessarily for salvation, but requirements for to be a real Christian. To be a real committed Christian. Right, right. They're not even on the radar anymore. Right. And I, Absolutely. I'll Absolutely. be honest, going going to a foreign country uh did a lot for me on that. Um, right. just seeing when we go to we went to Mexico a year ago and uh, a lot of the folks we work with down there are technically in the Pentecostal denomination, I guess. It's a little different down in Central America. Labels don't mean as quite as much. Right. At least I didn't experience that. Right. Um, right. And when we got through teaching, I mean, I'm getting goose pimples right now. Right. These folks gathered around us and prayed over us. Ooh. And everybody mm -hmm. prayed at the same time. And yeah. I didn't understand a word. All I remember remembering was uh, Dios. I, yeah. I got that yeah. God out of there. Yeah. And, uh, but they prayed over us, and they probably had some different be beliefs. Um, <laughs> Billy Gurley said, amen from your candlelight, brother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they probably had some different beliefs than we do. But the Spirit of God was so real. Oh. Man. I mean, our spirits bore witness with them. Yeah, absolutely. And we could find probably a dozen reasons to fight. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but we wait, spoke, wait, wait. Find. We could find. To find something, you have to be what looking for it. Right. Exactly. But we chose to rally around what absolutely. we knew to be true. Amen. Because Amen. I always tell people I reserve the right to be wrong mm -hmm. at any given moment. And right. I have had to backtrack and backpedal so many times that my to die for basket's pretty small. My Amen. tier one issues, as with an article right. I today from Desiring God, the tier one issues, they are there and they're non negotiables. Right. Right. Um, but there's not a whole lot of them. Right. Um, because I can worship with people that believe very differently than I do. Mm -hmm. um, I've been at the church in Trinidad. You're mm -hmm. going Sunday. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, they're King James only. Right. Um, I read other versions of the scriptures, but guess what? I took King James with me. Right. And I enjoyed every second of it, by the way. Absolutely. If you don't read the King James, you should. It's beautiful. Um, and I can go to another church and preach out of the ESV, or the mm -hmm. New American Standard, um, because that's what their church uses, and I can do that, um, because the message is the same. Right. But I used to not feel that way. Right. You know? Um, and... Sometimes things like that will cause you to have to have hard conversations. Right. And and really what I wanted people to, to walk away with today was, you said, don't go looking for conflict. Yep. And it's not about conflict. It's not about going and getting in a fight. But you can actually avoid serious conflict a lot of times if you just sit down and have loving, difficult conversations. And as a kind of a parting shot, we'll wrap up. What does, what does telling the truth play in having those conversations how I mean, important is it how important is it to be open transparent and truthful when you're having a difficult conversation about something you disagree with 
Like, let me give you an example. Maybe you, let's just say we disagreed on um, water baptism. Mm-hmm. Is it helpful if I knew that? I knew that we had a different thing um, to just not bring it up. I'm not going to talk about our views that way because I'm afraid of what you might say. Right. Is that helpful? I think it depends on the atmosphere. Okay. Right. If it, if it's me and you and Patrick sitting here, That's I think Tim. Tim, I'm sorry. Patrick's ball. <laughs> uh, me and you and Tim sitting here. You know, we have this. We're having this conversation. I think it's absolutely. You dig into it, right? Uh, if you're in a group of twenty guys, sure. You know, there's 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 a time and a place. You're always truthful. Just a matter of when you dig into it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Our, what's our time? We're, we're hack need, here? We need to be done. <laughs> what do you got, though? Well. So here's the, so like you brought up the deal in Mexico and, and most of these pastors and these people that came to this thing, most of them are in the same denomination. And from our eyes, that would be kind of, uh, actually not just Pentecostals. They would be uh, very conservative type yeah. Pentecostals, uh, King James only that kind of stuff. So the kind of individual that might be a little difficult to deal with would be somebody who looks at that and says, yes, because we're Baptists. Mm-hmm. And they'd say, that's going in and influencing and changing them from where they are. Mm-hmm. And so somebody might see it that way. Right. In my mind, it'd be somebody who's really, they're, they're not paying attention and right. they, they're picking up, they've got an idol they're holding on right. to. Right. And I don't know. Without that religion, man. Yeah. But that's how right. they would see it. Right. And and uh, and everything you just said, well, of course, when we went in there, we weren't even thinking about any of that kind of stuff, Doesn't right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it didn't matter. It, we just, it never even, a, yeah. I've well, business because I know those people. But beside the point, uh, from from a religion uh, identity, that's what they are, mm-hmm. and we come in as, like I said, just Baptists. And any level of that, the fundamentalist Baptist could have said that, the far-end, lefter side, whoever Baptist could be saying the same thing, well, they're finally getting influenced the way they need to. And that's that's not even remotely what happened. You know, I think you're going down a trail here that's that's got some real meat on it, right? Is those seven mountains, yes, we need to influence them. We need to influence them by growing closer to God to where it doesn't matter what circle we're in. We're not thinking about, I'm, oh, I'm going into the mountain of government today, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> You're just being a Jesus freak wherever you go. Right. And you if know? he puts you into the government, then and, so be it. And if he takes me to work today, if he, if he you know, if I'm in a realm of, of, of arts and media, right, it's, it's. Again, it's focused on the relationship with Christ. And that will carry you into wherever he wants you to go. You just got to be careful not to focus on the mountains. And everything you just did is exactly what the attitude was in that given scenario. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And so, uh, but I'm telling you that, but the reason I wanted to throw that in there, though, is because if we're looking for opposites, and you may find yourself thinking that and not in our situation but in your situation mm-hmm. if you're sitting in church and you know you hear the pastor preach something that's like oh yeah what yeah. you 
And, and I'm not beating the pastor up. I mean, I'm talking about but, anybody in the mm -hmm, church. Mm -hmm. I would I would encourage you to find somebody you respect and start having a conversation for that because you may need something that needs yes. to get developed. It's mm -hmm. not that you're wrong, but there's something in there that you... So don't get all offended and, and get mm -hmm. on, you know, yeah. I'm going to take my sword in there and I'm going to go whip Satan. I'll give you, I'll give you a, a great example of when I saw this growing up was... And, and again, I think the intent and the heart was fine, and it's right. wonderful. Yeah. But I remember, even as a kid, seeing this missionary would come in, they'd show their video or slide. Then it was slideshow, you know. Uh, yeah. You know. Right. right. And uh, and you <laughs> you'd be in the backwoods of Africa somewhere, and the local pastor or whatever, after he got saved, would have on a white shirt and a tie and slacks. Everybody yeah. else around him, you know, is half-naked and running right. in dashikis yeah, or whatever. Yeah, right. he's, he's been westernized. Right. Now you can really tell that he's living for the Lord because he's got our garb mm. on. He looks like us. Because he looks like us. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that That's that, old school missionary stuff there. Yeah, but that's the same kind of stuff that comes out of yeah. Yeah. If we don't hit all of these that's things, good, we're going to good. fail. Yeah, good. And for me, the kingdom vision thing that I want to really drive home is, is if we as a culture, as a culture, not as a kingdom, mm -hmm. but as a culture, an American-specific culture, if we wanted to get where we live, if we lost every single domain, every one of them in the culture, media continues to go berserk. The government took everything we had. Everything. The family is hell in a handbasket, you know, and there's just a remnant left. And we're all sitting in a barn somewhere under a light bulb like they do in China. That's where we are. Mm -hmm. The kingdom will not be stopped. Yeah. Right. Right. The kingdom. Just because we can't see it that way doesn't mean anything. And and I'm saying whatever field you're in, whatever mm -hmm. domain you're in, influence right. the heck out of it for the right. kingdom of God. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, however. If we lose them all in the culture war, right. it might actually be victories in the kingdom. And that's a whole different discussion. Right. So what we have labeled as victories and losses in the culture have sometimes actually proven. Great example. When the church, the church, first early church, first church failed in Jerusalem. I mean, they came under persecution. They didn't turn the government. The government turned on them, and what they do? They scattered. They right. ran after right. their lives, and what happened? The gospel was spread all over the world. Yeah. Right. We're here because of that. Right, right. And so just because the culture says this is what you got to do, even the religious culture, doesn't necessarily mean that. And the kingdom will advance how the kingdom is going to advance, period. Right. Our only question is how are we going to get involved in that? Right, right. And are there, you know, what is our place? Yeah. And... What do, what do we need to change? Well, what you do we actually need to do? said it a while ago. Uh, I'll put it in scriptural terms. Seek first the kingdom. Absolutely. Yep. Every time, turn your face back toward God, and you may not even know what that means. <laughs> that, mm -hmm. I would tell you that's not a bad thing. A great mm -hmm. spot Open the scripture and just start reading mm -hmm. the thing. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, where am I supposed to start reading? Somewhere. That gives right. you the stability. Yeah. 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 Um, takeaways for today. Would be if you gotta have a hard conversation, be honest and have it, but do it in love. Okay. Um, because if you if you don't have the relationship, you can't have the conversation. Yeah. That's just. I mean, is that is, yeah. is that fair? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I want to also encourage you as a believer. You need you need guys like this in your life. If you're a lady, you need ladies in your life God. that that have open doors. I've got probably seriously five or six people that have an open door that they can say anything they want, right. and it's okay. Yeah. And and I expect that if there's things that are difficult that need to be talked about, some I've told Tim before, if you were to see X or Y, I expect you to come yeah. say something. Yeah. Don't don't let me hurt myself. Yeah. In the, in the... You you almost messed me up early because we'd already decided what we were going to do for the day. And then you asked me to kind of say how how long we've known each other, yeah. how we know each other and all that good stuff. I, I've known Matt forever, right? But I'll say that over the last six, seven years, there's been some times when we had some pretty decent conflict and arguments, yeah. right? Yeah. And there's been some times where we had to work through some things. Yeah. We are closer now through that yeah. than we have ever been. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like battle buddies. Yeah. 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 And I, I tell it, I'll, I'll leave you part with this story. I told this the other day. You'll be familiar with it. Um, when we were at Martin's Mill, um, all but one of our elders all work for the same company. It's kind of dangerous, but uh, <laughs> but one of our elders, as the pastor, was my boss, and uh, he's Dan. I still I've told this on here before, but it's it's great. He never watches, so it's okay. Um, <laughs> and I remember we got crossways with one another. He didn't know it. I got crossways with him. Let's be fair. Right. And it was about fifty percent work related because he was my boss at work, and fifty percent church related. And I thought that he was doing something that was unethical. And so it was kind of coming down to either you're going to change mm -hmm. and repent, or if you're going to stick to it, you can't be an elder anymore. Right. And I was let it stew and was hot. And I was like, I need to talk to you in the morning. And he's like, okay, fine. So we came in. It took us hours. Mm -hmm. And we went at it, you know, from both angles. Mm -hmm. He's like, which hat are you putting on today? And I'm like, the pastor hat or work hat? I'm like, I got them both in a double barrel shotgun. Let's go. <laughs> um, and at the end of the day, I had misinterpreted some things. He didn't understand how some things that he had done were being were, were being felt. It wasn't mm -hmm. intentional. It was just right. So we, we cleared that up. Both of us wound up finding or seeing things that we needed to repent for and ask for forgiveness right. on both sides. Right. Right. Um, and after hours of that, it was brutal. And right. I really went in there thinking, I'm fixing to lose my job and or one of my dearest friends. Right. I was like prepared at yeah. that level. It was that much tension. At the end of it, we were both in tears. We were hugged. And we walked out deeper, way deeper friendship. Right. right. And I, I, I remember that because I was terrified to go in there and have the talk. And I'm not even going to tell you that I went in there with the right attitude. I kind of right. went in there with some self-righteousness thinking I'm going to get this mm -hmm. guy squared away. Mm -hmm. um, and it turned out some of that was true and a lot of it was not. A lot of it was on me. Right. Um, but the friendship, the bond was there. Right, right. You know, yeah. just over the con the conflict, yeah. the wrestle. It's like Jacob with the Lord wrestling. Right, absolutely. You know? Right. There was, a, there was an honor and a respect and a love that Jacob walked away with from that even though he walked away limping. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that good. God was here. That's good. And so I want to encourage you, find people that can speak into your life. Don't be afraid to have conversations. And the fact of the matter is, even on this little silly topic, there probably are areas that we would disagree. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, Tim's much more 
uh, probably usually on this when we talk about you know gun rights and gun control and things tends to be a little bit more conservative, not conservative versus liberal, but just animated about how you are passionate about it. I tend to be on the and yeah, we're probably all gonna die. You know, I feel like you are. Let's just do the team. And, uh, and, uh, and it's a good balance. It's good to have those kind of things. Um, and so get you some people. If you don't have people around you at that level of friendship, I think that's imperative to start developing that. I will take it a step further. If you're in a room where everybody agrees, you're in a bad room. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> There's going to be no That's a whole group. other podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because it, it's iron sharpens iron, and both of those substances are hard. Yeah. <laughs> but people always say, well, what's your, what's your scriptural deal? Um, we were talking about it beforehand. Um, Cornelius. Yeah. Um, Peter goes to Cornelius. Spirit, it doesn't just get saved. The spirit comes. Right. The spirit falls on the whole stinking household, Amen. which included like a bunch of his friends that he Amen. gathered over. Yeah. He just did it. He was right. Gentile. First Gentile Amen. spiritual outcrop, outpouring. Amen. So what does he do? He goes back to the guys and says, hey guys, guess what? Cornelius got saved, got the spirit to do. And uh, they had to have a, it, the scriptures talk about a spirited discussion. I mean, it was a robust discussion. Deciding that could whether, not have happened the way I understand the kingdom. That, that's, what that, 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 yes. that's what they were saying. That's what they were saying. Yeah, Peter. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They were saying there's no way that happened because they're not Jews. Mm. You can't tell dogs. Mm. You didn't have it. And we always joke that Peter's just kind of sitting over on the side going, oh, and I'm Peter could have gone, I'm an apostle, <laughs> and that's how it was, fellas, and you're going to get on board. Yeah. But he, but he didn't. He went, yeah, he just kind of, it, 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 he's sitting over there just boring. <laughs> but then what, what does he do when it's time? He right. gets up and he gives testimony. Yeah. Yeah. And the response is from James is, uh, okay, tell him not to eat meat, so you know, sacrifice <laughs> idols, and, you know, right. give him two or three things, and, like, and give him the right hand of fellowship. Yeah. Because the truth of the kingdom was undeniable at that point. Right. And, and ultimately they were all seeking it. But my whole point is, they they had discussion about it. Yeah. Paul confronted Peter because <coughs> he was leading Barnum's astray when all the brothers came from Jerusalem that one time. And he didn't want to sit with the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. And it says he withstood him to his face. Mm -hmm. I don't think Paul did that out of spite or anger. He did it out of love. He's like, dude, you can't do this. Right. And I think Peter received it. Oh, no, I think he did too. And and you can see in in first second peter when peter's towards the end and in some other writings he speaks very fondly of paul mm -hmm. you know, oh yeah it wasn't like it was it was and even paul and john mark you know mm -hmm. is a good mm -hmm. example mm -hmm. he's not going with me yeah but who did he ask for later yeah when he was dying yeah yeah and so you know the whole point is don't be afraid you gotta have a relationship and if everybody's looking for advancement of the kingdom and love and speaking the truth in love, it'll be okay. Mm -hmm. You can actually avoid a lot of hurt and a lot of damage yeah. by just dragging it out on the table. Because yep. I can guarantee you right now, if there was a serious conflict in in, in, in the group, as it were, or in a relationship, there would be a conversation. It would be a, it would be an imperative. A trip's going to get made. Right. A lunch is going to be had, period. Because that can't happen if we could bring that into the church into leadership circles into laity circles or whatever uh we would have a lot less transfer and a lot more commitment 
appreciate you joining us today. Uh, don't forget, hit us on the website, Facebook page, blah, blah, blah. Um, we're really working hard to get our app out, that our training app for our stuff. We're working, we're working on some big things right now, actually, some trips and maybe getting to go down into the valley, Nicaragua, Mexico. Um, be looking for news on that sometime early next year. Maybe be doing some bigger trips where you guys can go with us um, and opening those up to where you can, it's not just us going and telling you about it, but you actually going along with us and doing some ministry and stuff. And that'll be fun. Uh, talk to you guys on the flip side. Hey, do me a favor. Share the, this podcast. Share it with folks. Um, not just because we're such eye candy, but... Um, well. <laughs> the, the message is good. I think I'm in particular, I mean, just, you know, the relational commitment. Yep. Talk about things that are hard. That's what growing in grace means. I'm contending for the faith, but also it helps our algorithm. So, That's right. Um, we love you guys. We'll talk to you later. See you next week. Bye.